0: Hello and welcome to Re... No, not Re-Random. yes! Re-Random again, baby! We're not Re-Randoming this shit. Hello and welcome to We Random, episode 67. Uh, We are recording this on Tuesday, February 1st. This is the crazy podcast where we talk about a lot of random stuff and B will give you a little bit of intro onto that. But first, we're going to start off with a little bit of a joke. And and B, I know that you're not a... uh, you're not a big movie guy, but this is this is a good one. So what does Titanic and
1: The Sixth Sense have in common? I see dead people. I see
0: dead people. Yes, sir, we'll be back right after this.
2: Almost qualified productions. Let's get crazy. Experts don't have this much fun. Welcome to We Random, episode 67. I'm Landmark. Over there is Skansi. Say hello to all of our wonderful listeners, viewers, and the people. Christopher, the people.
0: Hello, people.
2: So, today on we random as if you are watching, you can see we have lots of topics on our wheel. If you are listening, guess what? We have lots of topics on our wheel of doom. We're going to spin that wheel. We're going to figure out what we want to get mad online about and, you know, as Scott Steiner once said, we got a 66.6% chance to get <laughs> mad online. So, we're going to do what we can do. But before we do that, Skanzi, do you have any words of wisdom for the people that were not given to us by the wonderful Mr. Rhythm?
0: You know, as a matter of fact, I do this week.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, hit me. Actually, I
0: want to talk about a good story real quick. I want to start us off with something very, very positive. So, Okay, let's go. There was a a new update to an iOS game that came out on January 27th, so a couple days back. Um, It's this game called Joe Danger, and it's kind of a cool game. In fact, it was one of the first games that I got on my iPod Touch way, way, way back when and this is a game that uh that really is just kind of set idle right it was it was released and then it just kind of sat there and and whatever and it turned out that uh um ios like they start to remove older games as they you know sit there for too long or if they don't if they, they don't get updated whatever the case may be well this game ended up disappearing and uh a fellow wrote in to the to the to the Uh, developer and said, Hey, let me just tell you a story. And um, I'm not going to read through this whole thing. It's definitely worth you going to take a look at. But essentially, this is a story about his son, Jack, who is eight years old and he's autistic. And this game became a safe haven for this boy, Jack, um, in in ways where this was also used almost kind of like a reward type of thing. Hey, Jack, if you're really, really good at dinner, we can get some Joe danger time, whatever the case may be him and his son would play Joe danger together all the time. So this was not only a super, super special father, son bonding situation. This was really a super huge coping mechanism for this boy who has autism. So this man wrote in and he just said, Hey, this ain't going to do anything, but I just want you to know, this is how we use the game. This is how it's so important to us. And it'd be cool if, you know something happened so that we wouldn't lose that because i don't know how my son's going to react to that and they updated the game and they, they 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 put out a tweet that said hey we've got this new update we're relaunching it all of this and the entire thing is because of one fan mail we received and then they follow that up with the letters they got from this guy i mean this is b this is the kind of stuff that i live for right like this is people taking care of other people. This is what's important in life, right? There's so many things that we deal with. Like I'm sure obviously it costs them money, right? They had to spend money to do this. Will they ever recoup that money on this game? That's like 10 years old or something. Maybe, maybe not, but they did the right thing. And then I think this is a fantastic story.
2: That is quite the uh, positive point there, Sconsi. I like the uh, start of that story. I like the uh, context of that. So that that is a very warm way to start the podcast. Any other thoughts on that one?
0: Uh, not on that one, but I think we're gonna go extra random again and decide to not spin the wheel because uh, I was we've going to say, got... now
2: we're definitely going from the opposite spectrum of <laughs> that's a positive point and we are going to a very not positive well, point. I mean there's 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 some
0: positives to it potentially
2: It's true. No, oh there's definitely positives, but the allegations are not positive is what I'm
0: saying. Very very true.
2: So loyal listener, loyal viewer, we are reacting to the recent news that Brian Flores, who is the former Miami Dolphins head coach, has filed a class action lawsuit against the National Football League alleging that the NFL remains rife with racism, particularly when it comes to the hiring and retention of black head coaches, coordinators, and general managers. The lawsuit claims that when black candidates get hired for head coaching positions, which is a rarity, they are discriminated against in connection with the terms and conditions of their employment and compensation, and they are terminated at a far higher bar than less successful white head coaches. So, this lawsuit has a lot of details, and there's a lot of stuff that I have written up here, but the things that you, loyal listener, loyal viewer, may have seen in the media include this man saying that his owner, um, Stephen Ross, I believe is the name of the gentleman, was trying to get him to tank and was like I'll pay you $100,000 for every game that you lose. And then he tried to get him to participate in recruiting Tom Brady to come to the Dolphins. And he's like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. And then when he did all of that, he was labeled as this person who was hard to work with. And then he kind of got branded in what his words were that kind of like quote angry black man syndrome and scenario is how he got labeled as opposed to how it might be labeled for someone who's not black who's passionate about their beliefs and their ideals and their morals and then he also goes off about what the NFL has called the Rooney Rule which is a rule that was instituted over 20 years ago where teams are required to interview at least one minority candidate for head coaching positions that rule has expanded over the years to include general manager positions and some of these other positions. But what Brian Flores has alleged in his lawsuit is that teams are using this rule to disingenuously interview black candidates, not really giving them the time of day. So did I capture most of what's going on there for the people, Sconzi?
0: You did. There's two things that I want to make sure that I call out really quickly because I think it has a little bit of flavor um to what you had said. So um yes, the the owner was doing everything he could to to get this coach to recruit Tom Brady. The important aspect of that is Tom Brady was still a New England Patriot. That that's not allowed. You can't do that. That's called tampering. So so it's not like he didn't want Tom Brady. Like he couldn't talk to Tom Brady. Like not necessarily legally, but to abiding by the NFL rules, he couldn't speak to him. Um, and the way that this guy did this is he invited the coach out to hang out at his, at on his yacht. And he goes, Oh, Hey, by the way, guess who's going to stop by? And the dude just up and left. He's like, I'm out of here. The other thing is when the guy asked him to tank, um, the dolphins were really bad to begin with, but they, they weren't super bad. Uh, they ended up with the fifth pick in the draft, which ended up being to, uh, whatever his last name is. Cause I can't pronounce it. Yeah, that guy who is a crap quarterback, and uh, who who was the number one pick that year that they might have had if they had tanked really bad. Anybody? Uh-oh. I
2: don't even know. Super, Super Bowl
0: quarterback Joe Burrow.
2: Oh, it's Burrow. Okay, so, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, so, I mean, you kind of year? You can kind of understand why he might have wanted to tank because Joe Burrow, long before then, was seen as a you know the number one overall without a doubt no break no brainer pick but so just add a little bit of flavor to that behind some of the stuff but yeah this is this whole thing is like we know the nfl has a race problem we know that they've got um issues with this we know that there's like there's one black coach head coach in the nfl right now um and that's mike tomlin who's been there for 74 years and he could stay there forever probably if he wants to um and he, and I think he gets lifted up as kind of the showpiece not by his own doing by any means but I think that that's kind of like how many times has there been a story where they said there's one black coach in the in the NFL and it's Mike Tomlin I mean cuz he's been a coach for 15 years or something right so this has yeah. probably happened like seven or eight times or like oh there's only one black coach and it's Mike Tomlin like I, I it's just this is an enormous issue and the fact that Brian Flores really is throwing his career away. Frankly, he's throwing his career away. He's not going to coach in the NFL again, almost guaranteed. And, but he's doing this not for him. This isn't for him. Like don't for a second think this is for him. Cause I really, I would be shocked if, if he thought this was for him, this is for equality. This is doing what's right. This is standing up for other people that, that are, are not being treated fairly and Somebody had to do this at some point. Now, is it going to turn into anything? I'm very pessimistic about that because the NFL is a multi-billion dollar company and they're going to hire multi-billion dollar lawyers and they're going to crush this. And, you know, even if they end up losing, it'll be like Rooney rule part two. You'll have to interview, you know, your first interview person will have to be a person of color or something stupid like that. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is big news.
2: Right. I mean, it is. And so there's a lot of context in this lawsuit. Like I actually read through the document and they really break down, okay, here, how many coordinators there are here, how many head coaches here, how many GMs. And it's kind of funny. We have a different story on this wheel, which was like the exact opposite spin (laughs) on this story prior to, um, you know, this coming out, which is like, Hey, look, you know, two teams just hired minority general managers. The NFL is making so much progress, but then it's like, you look at these numbers and you say well you know based on what they're reporting if 70% of the players are black why are there these so very low percentages when it comes to coordinators head coaches and general managers so what I thought was really interesting were the things that Brian Flores asks for in this class action lawsuit he asks for the following To increase the influence of Black individuals in hiring and termination discussions for GM, head coach, and offensive and defensive coordinator positions. To ensure diversity of ownership by creating and funding a committee dedicated to sourcing Black investors to take majority ownership Of NFL teams to ensure diversity of decision-making by permitting select black players and coaches to participate in the interview process for GM head coach and coordinator positions it also talks a little bit about increasing the objectivity of hiring and termination decisions and kind of looking at writing out rationales for why things are happening whether it's personality or performance or things like that so you know those things I actually really liked out of this where I felt like a lot of the other things in this lawsuit are things that Are they the things that we might talk about as like systemic racism? Yes. Are these things that are targeted at specifically Brian Flores, like you a person? Eh, Like maybe they are, maybe they're not. Like that's hard to prove. But what's not hard to prove is these are things that happen to a lot of minority candidates because I'm sure there will be stories that come out in the next days and weeks of other minority candidates who had similar experiences to Brian Flores.
0: Yeah, I think it was really smart that this this is a class action suit, right? This isn't just Brian Flores versus the NFL. This is a class action and I think what he what his hopes are is that other people are going to join in and and share their stories and their experiences and um I would hope that somewhere along the line he or his lawyers have had conversations with other people to say, "Hey, we're looking to do this" and and I hope people will jump on board cuz because frankly, it's it, it. I mean, you you you. Throughout there, one of the s- statistics that kind of blows my mind: the NFL is seventy percent black. Seventy percent, and the vast majority of everybody in charge and everybody that's making all the billions of dollars, is not black. Like they made they made a comparison to slavery, and I don't I don't know. You can take that or leave it. I don't know, but I think the fact that you're looking at 32 and change very rich old white guys who are making a buck off a bunch of young black guys who are putting their lives in, in danger really their their bodies and their their careers and their longevity and all that I mean I I can understand the comparison and really i think he's kind of piggybacking a bit off of uh Colin Kaepernick right and and and, and that that whole Colin Kaepernick thing might give him a little bit of cushion right because Everything blew up. Even old Matt Wiggum didn't like that comparison. Everything blew up when uh, Colin Kaepernick made that comparison. In the NFL draft is like slavery. And so that might cushion uh, these comments to some degree. So I don't know. It's We got a long way to go before anything comes of this, if anything comes of it, you know, before they go to trial or anything like that. But I yep. suspect that we're going to hear a lot of stuff in the, in the coming weeks and months and years because... I think we're going to hear more about other people who are coming forward and sharing their stories and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, and I think just to wrap this up, to give another piece, like you said, that adds a little spice, what, I, what it seems like kind of may have tipped the scale for Flores is he got a text message from Bill Belichick <laughs> congratulating him on the job when really – so he had applied to – he had been offered an interview with the New York Giants for their head coaching job, and Belichick texts him and says, hey, congrats. I hear that you're the guy, and then he's like, wait. I messed this up, they're actually hiring Brian Dable, who is white. Now, again, like, if we're trying to compare, you know, resumes, Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills who were in the – You know what should have been The AFC championship (laughs) game right Like they should have been in the AFC championship game Had their defense been able to make A stop with 13 seconds left Right so like that guy Has done good things so Again apples and oranges right Like we're comparing some things but I think There's something to be said that You know Brian Flores gets fired With the way that the Dolphins performed Or you know the guy From Cully From the Texans gets fired after one season yet guys out here like urban meyer don't get fired until he kicks a kicker or john gruden doesn't get fired because until people figure out oh he used the n-word 10 years ago right like that 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 says something doesn't it
0: yeah and i I, I think i think the (laughs) the thing that the kicker with the belichick thing is they decided seemingly they decided who they were hiring before flores even interviewed so I don't know if they interviewed other minority candidates i don't know if you looked that up b i know you you had mentioned that but like yeah, they claimed so
2: flores claimed that he was the rooney
0: he candidate. was the rooney guy so he was the guy that in order to abide by nfl policy he had to be interviewed yet they had made their decision before he even interviewed like like they had they had made their decision so so strongly that fucking bill belichick knew who, who was getting hired Like, like they already know this is our guy. And yet this guy who's three days away, according to Wiggum, I don't have the, the frame at hand, but days before he interviews, they already know who they're going to hire. They're just bringing in him, bringing him in so they can, you know, hit that checkbox. That's it. It's a, it's a waste of his time. It's a waste of his energy. It's, you know, it's just, it's just a complete waste and it's making a mockery of what this rule was intended to do. So, Yes. Hold their feet to the fire, man. That's what I say.
2: Yeah. How about cool. we spin wow. this wheel, B? Mm, I think we should do that.
0: We got like 112 things on this wheel this week, so.
2: Hello.
0: You know, we're probably going to get that that GM thing or whatever. We're huh. going to we're gonna talk about LGBTQ adoptions.
2: All right. Well, we got two LGBTQ topics, so I'm glad that you uh, clarified which one. So, we are talking about the state of Michigan faith-based adoption agencies that contract with the state of Michigan can refuse to place children with same-sex couples under a proposed settlement filed in federal court months after the US Supreme Court ruled for a Catholic charity in a similar case. So under this settlement, Michigan cannot terminate or block the renewal of a faith-based organization, St. Vincent, because the agency does not approve a same-sex or unmarried couple as foster or adoptive parents. So basically, this state was maybe trying to say, No, we're not going to work with them. We want to be more open And the court says, Nope, you can't do that. You have to basically maintain this contract that you have is that's kind of what I'm interpreting this to be. So am I interpreting that correctly?
0: Yeah, I was just trying to look it back up. But the news article isn't pulling up for me. So that's not working very well. Um,
2: yeah. So basically the, what I'm getting out of this is that the Supreme Court has set a precedent that people can be discriminated against based on their, you know, LGBT status as to whether they would be suitable, you know, parents or not. Is that Yeah, that's
0: basically what it is, accurate? right? It's it's, <laughs> it's legalized uh, discrimination. That's, that's basically what it is. The highest court in the land said, it, yeah, it's okay for you to discriminate against these people. And, and why is it okay be, because, you know, I don't know, be, because you're Jesus people. I don't fucking know why it's okay. Like, I don't care if you like Jesus, like it's not okay to hate against people. Um, like it's one thing if you have, and I'm sure I, I haven't adopted anybody, but I'm sure that they have all sorts of questionnaires and interviews and all sorts of things that you have to go through. You know, we have to check and see if you're good parents, if you're good people, whatever the case may be. Right. Like, they don't want to hand uh, a, a, an adopted baby over to crackheads, right? Who live in the trailer park half the time and on the street the other half of the time, right? They, they, don't, they don't want to do that. It makes perfect sense. But to disqualify someone simply because of their sexuality and the fact that the Supreme fucking court said this is okay, it infuriates me. Like, like this is just
1: horrible.
2: This just... This just reminds me of when my internet died and you went on like the 12 minute rant about Jesus guy because the <laughs> organization that he selected was faith based and kind yes. of had a similar policy. to yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that you could be looking at a child who has nowhere to go, who's living in some sort of system, whatever it may be, and you're looking at loving parents who want to love this child and raise this child. And you are saying no because you're a boy who likes to kiss other boys. I cannot, in any way, shape, or form, no matter how big I am, explain loud enough how much these guys should go fuck themselves. That's all I got.
2: All right. Well, we got lots of topics, so I think you've summed that up eloquently. So let's (laughs) spin this wheel and see what's next.
0: I don't know if eloquent is the word, but we're going to go with it anyway. Uh, Hey, we're going to stay with the uh, LGBT sort of topics here, and we're going to talk about (laughs) the country of France.
2: Oh, no. I thought we were going to books.
0: No, this is a good one. This is a good one, though. We need to get some good ones in here, too.
2: Yeah, this is a good one. So, the country of France has a new law that bans conversion therapies and authorizes jail time and fines for individuals who practice the scientifically discredited option to make people go through conversion therapy in an attempt to change the sexual orientation or gender identity of LGBTQ people. So, the lawmakers say that this new law will target all of those who equated an identity or sexual orientation with sickness. So, you know, I think this is a very good comparison to what we've just experienced. On one hand, people are saying, nope, you can't raise a child. These people are saying, nope, you can't force these people to be whatever identity you want them to be. Well, yeah, and part
0: of it is it, it doesn't work anyway, right? It's, it's, it's like right, like it. you're trying to change something you can't fucking change. That's what I'm saying, B. Like right. you can't change it. You can't force somebody who's gay to not be gay. Just like you can't force someone who's not gay to be gay. It's just not how it works, man. It's just it's just it just doesn't work that way. Like, and then on top of that, it's fucking discriminatory and fucking stupid. So yeah, Yeah, you know, we're we're doing something kind of right. I mean, it's 2022 before it happened, but you know, better late than never. It's (laughs) not America. And it's not, well, that shit's never going to fly here. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do we have to talk about this son of a bitch? Uh
2: oh. What do we got? What you got for me?
0: Ron Johnson.
2: All right. So we've got like eight candidates for the dick of the week. Do you want to give it to Ron or do you want to keep it in your pocket?
0: (sighs) You know, we're just going to give it to multiple people. Of the week. Oh, it's too quiet. But yeah, he's definitely right. a dick of the week.
2: So Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson argued against government efforts to make child care cheaper for parents. Ron Johnson says people decide to have families and become parents. That's something that they need to consider when they make that choice. Johnson continued, I've never really felt it was society's responsibility to take care of other people's children. Now, he continued by saying that he did not support moves by the government to help families find childcare options. Instead, Johnson said that he would support slashing unemployment benefits to get more people back to work and alleviate the ongoing labor shortage. Now. To quote Johnson again, in general, I don't like to use the tax code for either economic or social engineering. I think we do a terrible job. I prefer a tax code that is simple, that is rational, and that treats all income equally. So, basically, what Ron Johnson is saying is, do you know how you can afford your child care? Get back to fucking work.
1: He's
0: saying, so. you know, how you affect how you afford your child care is you don't have kids. That's that's his answer, and you know what? You know, it makes sense because Ron Johnson supports sexual education in schools, and he supports free contraceptives, and he supports abortion and birth control. Of course, he supports none of that shit because he's a fucking idiot, just like a lot of the people on that side of the aisle. It's like they they they, they want to. Take away any all these options that people have, and just say the only option that you're allowed to have is to never have sex, which is fine. You know that's certainly a decision that somebody can make. But then they're saying, "Well, now all these people who are stuck in this situation, we're not going to help you. You're shit out of luck. You got to pay five hundred dollars a week for child. Do you know how much childcare is? Be this shit is so ridiculous." Oh, I know- I know how
2: much
0: it is. It is unfricking believable. Like how? And then and then and then what is his what is his way that he's going to fix this? We're going to cut unemployment benefits, so people have to go back to work. And then they're huh? what? What are they going to do? Is Susie just going to take little Bobby to fucking McDonald's with her? Put him on the fry machine? Like what? What the fuck are they supposed to do? Like this is there is so much stupid in this this article. Let alone this guy himself. I. I
2: Oh, and like so there are multiple issues here one is like this is his whole narrative right like he's doing this whole oh get back to work thing we got to get people back to work like that's this whole guy's like entire shtick right and it's really frustrating and i was listening to you and i totally lost my point because the other thing that i started thinking about is the democratic party who can't get their crap together they're not going to have a reasonable candidate to run against this guy so this guy will probably win again because their best hope right now is Alex Lazarie, who I'm gonna guess that people don't even want him in there. So like, they need to get their stuff together too. Because otherwise, we're gonna have this guy out here saying his stuff for the next however many years and it's just gonna be the saddest thing that I've read on the internet all (laughs) week or whatever. That You know, the thing (laughs) is, 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 as big (laughs)
0: as big of assholes as people on the right are, is equally how big of idiots people on the left are. And it, it's infuriating and it's frustrating. And uh, I had a point that I forgot too, <laughs> but-
2: so uh, hit, hit us with the drop and then we'll move forward. Cause right. you know. That was one of the stupidest things that I've ever seen
0: anybody post on the internet before. So speaking of, speaking of getting back to work, and making some money, taking care of your children. Let's talk about the halftime performers at the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) All right. So, speaking of, hundreds of fans will pour onto the field (laughs) when the hip-hop dream team, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar perform doing the Superb Owl halftime show. Yes, I said Superb Owl on purpose. It will make, like, three people laugh. Now,
0: I have no idea what what that means.
2: What viewers won't see are the 72 hours they spent over nine days in unpaid rehearsals lasting as long as nine hours, and how they were asked to provide their own transportation and adhere to a strict confidentiality protocol, which obviously wasn't followed here, otherwise we wouldn't be hearing about this, but... A person represented by the casting agency who made the call said this We're not asking dancers to work for free. No, what no. was asked is Would anyone like to volunteer for the field cast? Like, like this was the biggest, like, worst use of semantics I have ever seen in my life. Oh, well, we're not asking you to do it for free, but we're asking you to volunteer for it. In my world, those things are in the thesaurus as the same fucking thing. I mean, am I wrong, Scotty? Tell me that I'm wrong, please.
0: You are absolutely not wrong. Like, I... I'm... This is just ridiculous. I mean, clearly they spent their entire budget on Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all these other people, right? Like they didn't, they didn't have an extra 12 bucks to to give these dancers or something. I don't know. Like, I like, like it's just, it's, it's just so stupid. I just, who ever thought this would be an okay thing? Like, I get it. Like Like, we, and we, we talked about this a little bit this weekend, right? Like I get you know, you see this online all over the place, especially in the creator space that I'm really not in. I just do a podcast. But, you know, everybody wants something for free. Like, hey, if you'll do this thing for free, then, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll put your name out on my Twitter feed. I have seven followers, so that'll really be good. <laughs> You can, you can definitely afford to put your kids in childcare with that, you know, seven followers looking at your link. And I like, is that, is that what this is? I don't know, but it's, it's stupid. Like you can't ask people to basically, it's a full-time job for a couple of weeks, right? Didn't you say it's like 80 hours or 72
2: something? 72 hours, yep. So, so it's, it's like basically a full-time three, job for yeah, two, two weeks.
0: weeks of rehearsal. So what are they going to do? They, they can't work their regular job. So not only are they not getting paid here, now they're not getting paid at the regular job or they have to use vacation time or like... It's just so stupid. How can you expect somebody to do that? It's another right. example of all the stuff that we're seeing of people who, who live in the fucking clouds, like Ron fucking Johnson, they live in the clouds. They don't see, you know, what real people deal with and what real people have to deal with. And they just have absolutely no compassion for anybody. It's just right. stupid
2: like this this is the whole thing like i was i texted you today cuz i was listening to a podcast about inflation and it was talking about how you know more than like 60% of what we're seeing as inflation right now is because companies took additional funds to their bottom line from what they made last year, right? Companies are taking these funds and instead of passing that extra on to the consumer and not raising prices on them, they're raising those prices and raking in the bank, right? Yeah. And like, that's how this is going here. It's like, Oh, well, we're just going to ask you to do it for free. Cause we can't even pay you $7 an hour to come and dance for us. Right? Like this is the whole like, Oh, well you got to do an unpaid internship culture. Like, Come on man, like people need to eat. Like, I can't feed my family by being able to pull up the YouTube video of myself and pointing at this little bitty pixel in the corner and saying, Do you see right. that little pixel? Right. That's me.
0: Well, and it looks like you know what the way that the, the people in charge of the show kind of sold it was you, you basically just need to run on there and be an audience member, which fine, anybody can do that. Like, you're gonna give me free access to an Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg concert. Like, hell yeah, let's do that. But why the fuck do you need me there for 72 hours over two weeks to, to, to know how to go to a concert? I've been doing that my whole life, you know? So obviously, why do you why do you need to give me certain steps to do or certain things to say? Nah, nah. See, now you're asking things of me. This is more than just that. And And you know what? Even if they try to sell it, if they want to sell it as, hey, you get free access, you're going to be on the floor for this concert, that's a pretty cool thing but you have to sell it that way. You don't just say, oh, you're doing it for free, right? Like at least try to sell right. it. They didn't even try to do that. It's just, eh, it's
2: Yeah, or stupid. if it's like, hey, you know, you get free, you know, you get to be at the Super Bowl, which is right. the value of X number of dollars. Exactly, right? like,
0: like going to the Super Bowl is pretty, thing. it's incredibly expensive too, so yeah. Right. All right, we're getting a good story this time, B. I'm putting it into the, Ready? putting it into the cosmos. Good story, good story, good story. Ah, fucking Jeff Garcia.
2: Ha, <laughs> ha, I mean, in some ways we kind of got a good story out of this. The the way it ended is pretty good. Because Jimmy Garoppolo proved, uh, Mina Kimes, (laughs) correct. But former 49ers quarterback, Jeff Garcia is trying to instigate drama with ESPN analyst, Mina Kimes for saying her piece about 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Kimes likened Garoppolo to the kid who got an A in a class project while doing none of the work (laughs) in a take. That's not particularly novel among the sports. And Twitter media. In a now deleted Instagram tirade, Garcia, who played in the league from 1999 to 2009, called Kynes out for not having done any minutes on the field. He then proceeded to call her. A joke. So basically, Jeff Garcia went into the old bag of tricks that, you know, people who do this kind of thing do where he went, well, you never played the game. How do you know what it's like to be out there? You don't know what the intestinal fortitude is to be out on that field and almost get sacked and then take your arm and then turn it sideways and throw the ball up in the air and go Mm -hmm. and see it get picked off by that Los Angeles Ram. You don't know what that's like, but Jimmy Garoppolo knows what that's like, because Jimmy Garoppolo did that on Sunday.
0: (laughs) Yes, he did.
2: So, you know, it's that old, like, busted take of like you can't talk about this if you've never done it right and it's not like Mina Kimes is just like some random person who just walked out of journalism school she's been around for a while like she's done the whole like earn the respect earn your stripes all of that so dude just coming out and being like that he was just being a dick
0: yeah 100% like I don't know who Mina Kimes is I have no idea old man Wiggum is a very big fan It appears Um, like I I, I have no stake in this game. I I don't know who she is, but but clearly from from what little bit I've read, she's a highly respected reporter and uh, she's somebody who knows her stuff. And just because you didn't step on a football field doesn't mean a goddamn thing, Jeff Garcia, because also just because you did step on a football field doesn't mean you know what the hell you're doing either. I mean, all you got to do is just watch a football game that Troy Aikman's talking about, and then watch a football game that Tony Romo's talking about. And you can see the difference is very staggering. But here's the, the extra part that's the best, is after Garcia went after this woman and, and, and tried to trash her, and he was being a dick, and in Jimmy Garoppolo's grade, you don't know what you're talking about, you're an idiot. Uh, after, after the old Jimmy Garoppolo game this last weekend, Jeff Garcia's Instagram uh, instantly, magically went private And his Twitter account got deleted. So clearly, he is a man who knows how to stand up for himself and he knows what's right. So, you know, I just want to say to you, Jeff Garcia, the we random dick of the week. He definitely deserves one of them. I'm spinning again because, goddamn, Jeff Garcia. What a dick. This is it. This is a good story right here. Boom. Do we we have any good stories? This is so bad. I hate this story. Which one? Tennessee.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Uh... the uh, McMinn County School Board in Tennessee has voted to remove the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel, "Mouse" from an eighth grade language arts curriculum due to concerns about profanity and an image of female nudity in its depiction of Polish Jews who survived the Holocaust. The book's author said that he suspected that the members were motivated less by the mild curse words and uh, nudity and more by the subject of the book, which tells the story of his parents' time in Nazi concentration camps, the murder of other Jews by Nazi, and his mother's suicide when he was just 20, along with his relationship with his father. The district says that it removed the novel from the school because of its unnecessary use of profanity and nudity and its depiction of violence and suicide. The board felt that the work was simply too adult-oriented for use in school. Now, keep in mind, these people are Eighth graders, which means that in theory should all be what teenagers at that point, right? Yeah. Because and I, I'm bad at math right now, so I'm not gonna try to do that math, but typically that means that these people should be in that like thirteen to fourteen range, right? Because if you're yeah, eighteen, I, you graduate, on here I saw twelve to fourteen. Somewhere.
0: Twelve to
2: fourteen. Yeah. So twelve to fourteen year olds, right? So like I feel like this is a little bit of an epidemic right now like we've got another story on here about books I think we've got two stories on here about books actually like where there's this like soft quiet um, censorship of books saying oh these are too advanced for children like children don't need to learn about these children just need to know nothing except for hand holding and kissing when they're you know 12 to 14 they don't need to know that suicide exists they don't need to know that you know violence exists. Like this, I I am incredibly frustrated, but I will save my frustration for my extra point because I feel like I have a very eloquent way of handling this. So instead, Sconzi, <laughs> I'm going to take my little toy. I'm going to whoop 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 wind you up. Go get him.
1: Uh, you know,
0: I I just I don't. I'm staring at the article and there's a quote here. And I think this is, this is the most eloquent way of saying this. I think it really hits the nail on the head. I think that it, um, it brings to light exactly what we're dealing with, with people like this. I'm going to use that phrase. And this is uh, if you, if you click on the link there, there's a, there's a tweet from Neil Gaiman. I hope I'm saying that right. He's an author, um. And his comment is there's only one kind of people who would vote to ban mouse, whatever they are calling themselves these days. I think you could probably make that, that connection. Um, and there's, I, I see a lot of truth there. I think, I think that's, we're dealing with people who, I don't like this, so I'm going to make sure nobody else can do this or see this or read this. And the fact that we are living. In a country right now where we're, we're basically burning books, right? The only thing that's missing is the bonfire. Like, we're removing all of these books that, that, for one reason or another, we think that kids can't handle, or, you know, it talks, it puts people in a bad light that, that I don't want to be in a bad light. And let's be honest, and there's probably a bunch of stories on here, and we've talked about it for, for months and months and months and months, almost years now. Is, uh, a lot of this, it's white fragility, right? It's because it, it is it is a movement. And, and, and if you don't see this, I'm sorry you don't see this. Or you can say that I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. But it is this movement by a lot of people in power, a lot of people, unfortunately, that look like me, old white people, who want to try to erase what has happened in the past, the atrocities of the past. They they don't want people to talk about it. They They want to make sure that nobody, you know, fights against that. So they want to hide that the Holocaust happened. They want to hide that slavery happened. They want to hide that, you know, even today, people of color still aren't treated equally with other people. They want to hide that you can't fucking adopt a baby in Michigan if you happen to be gay. They want to hide all this stuff. They want to put it behind the curtain. And and there's, there's reasons for that. One is because they want to make sure that they continue to hold their place atop the throne of, you know, power. Uh, They also want to make sure that ideally what they would love is by slowly picking away at this, by not making a huge scene and by slowly doing this, they're hoping that eventually they'll get to a point where this shit just doesn't exist anymore, where you can't. You have 50 years in the future, you know, Brian's great, great, great grandson or whatever it would be, can't read these books because they don't even exist. Nobody even knows about them. They want to bury that, that past. And they want to bury the history and they want to bury the lessons that we've learned and that's a problem that's a serious problem and and we're we're just on the top of that slope right now but it's a very very slippery slope and it it bothers me and scares me and frankly it pisses me off that we've got people that are doing this and and we're just letting it like the vote was 10 to nothing for fuck's sake like everybody said yeah this makes sense let's get rid of this thing like i I'm flabbergasted by it, and I'm disgusted by it, and I'm saddened by it.
2: I agree. Now, I've got a proposal for you, Sconci. So we are about 40 minutes into this podcast. We've got a lot of topics left that I really would like to talk about. So what I'm going to propose to you is that instead of continuing to get mad online, (laughs) that we commit to this weekend doing a extra time where we Roll through some of these other topics that we want to get mad online about, and we curse about them, and we get angry, and we play lots of drops, and you, loyal listener and Patreon, Patreon, you will be able to hear that if you sign up for that Patreon, which Old Man Wigam is going to put in the chat right now, and which Sconzi will put in the recording of this podcast at some point, so... I'm giving you that spoiler how do you feel about that Scotty? because we have a really packed random rankings today and I really think that that will raise our spirits yeah I think it's a fun pretty one. much pretty much everything else on this wheel is stuff that we're gonna get mad about so yeah what do you say how does that how does that sound to you
0: I'm good with that I think that I think that works for me I think it's uh, I think it's a good idea um, just to just to add some flavor to the patreon thing for those who are aware that's a way Save that you up. can monetarily support the stream that I do and, and we random that we do here um, generally any funds for that are just funneled back into what's going on, you know, subscriptions for, for content creating tools, that kind of thing. Um, and what we do is we try to record an extra time, which hasn't actually happened very recently, but we also put out individual, like small messages, things like that. So if you want to do that, you can do that. If you don't want to, you don't have to either. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think what we do be as we move on to old man Wiggum's favorite, Favorite, favorite section.
2: Random rankings.
0: What do we got it's for the true. random rankings? I mean we need to we need to go over our stuff from last yep. week first, right?
2: Yep. So I did I did put a recap of that in here and it's a very quick recap. So scanzi won on the Bengals because the Bengals won. So Sconzi's coins both of us had the rams but lost on the hook as the 3.5 spread bit us so landmark being me is now out of scoines womp so sad mario brothers music (laughs) and we will still because we are gambling degenerates do a random rankings next week of all of the props and things like that again patrons 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 open your ears we right. will hopefully if you know i remember to do it which i will because skanzi will remind me put together the props that we want to talk about next week we'll put a document in our patreon discord and you will be able to participate because what is more fun than watching skanzi beat my ass at gambling <laughs> having all of you uh. beat my ass at gambling so that's what we're going to do brother
0: That's right. So, uh, so for the patrons, once we get that all put together, we will send that out and, um, you'll be able to take a look at that and give us your, your, your choices. Just like we did last year. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that's coming next week. And, uh, this week though, if you want to follow along with us, we are doing an NFL food bracket what another food draft baby what what give me that food i like that food that's why i'm fat b what is the uh what's the nfl food bracket what's that all about
2: Welcome home food draft. So we are going to do a bracket of the best food to try at every NFL stadium. So this website has given us food options at all 32 of the NFL stadiums for us to try. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what might be most delicious, what we want to eat. And then we will crown a champion of food.
0: Yeah. So what we did is we took every team that's out there. And, uh, I randomly put them in this bracket. I do want to point out that down here on, uh, let's see game 10, we've got the green Bay Packers and the Chicago bears. So I kind of want to move the Packers over automatically. And I don't even know what their foods are, but we're going to take a look at this and we're going to see what the foods are. Link is in the uh, chat. If you want to follow along. Um, I can also pull this over here so that we can look at it together. And up first we've got Mike McCarthy's Denny's Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. So let's take a look. The Dallas Cowboys. There's gonna oh, be a lot the of cowboys
2: cheesesteak cowboys, cowboys cheesesteak.
0: Cheese steak. Okay. It doesn't. Oh, who, there's the picture. Ooh, who was the other team? That's legit. Uh, the other team was Miami Dolphins.
2: Dolphins who uh, have Tom Brady and an owner who I've got a
0: Raz con Leche oh, Donut. God. Ooh. A donut filled with arroz con leche. What is arroz con leche? I need to figure that out. And topped with dolce de leche and powdered sugar. What
2: the fuck? We're going <laughs> to... That sounds delicious is what that sounds like.
0: Mexican rice pudding.
2: Ooh, so it's a okay. donut
0: with Mexican rice pudding inside of it and dolce de leche and powdered sugar on top.
2: Or... All right, that's, that's a little much for me. Or so it's I, the I'm, gonna go the I'm going to go with the cheesesteak. I'm going cheesesteak.
0: Well, we're going to have to see what the chat says. Cause I'm choosing the donut God dang it. Cause that just sound good. So okay. chat, what do you think? Donut or this cheesesteak right here?
2: I mean, it sounds delicious. It just sounds like it's a whole lot going on.
0: You eat it at the end of the meal. B it's your dessert. Miami. You Martin, I, <laughs> Miami you, because Mike McCarthy screws up everything. I like, it. you know what I do
2: with desserts. Come on now. That's true. You know how I roll.
0: Uh, Oh, Emily said cheesesteak. All right, well, we're going to give it a five-second countdown, and then we're going to have to pull out the old randomizer.
1: Any other takers out there in the chat?
2: Someone is yelling at their podcast app right now saying, donut or cheesecake. Not cheesecake. Ooh, see? (laughs) Mm, Cheesecake
0: delay is more than five seconds i don't think you're right zdubs came in with the cheesecake 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 <laughs> Jeez. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking i'm thinking donuts now i'm thinking all right. dessert all right so dallas cowboys move on if this is going to let me move them on like come on what are you doing do i just click on them what do i do all right dallas
2: all right what do we got
0: i don't know it's not letting me do anything Oh, start the tournament. Ah. Maybe I need to do that. Start the tournament.
2: Yeah. Start tournament.
0: All right. Here we go. Report score. Shut up. Miami. No. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, verify the winner. Dallas Cowboys. Submit score. Okay. Submit score. Shut up. Oh, my God. Save it. All right. Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Right, Texans is a brisket I'm going with stat. Houston
0: first. Brisket stack. This is a stack of waffle fries, smoked brisket, green onions, and sour cream. Holy smokes. And then we got Philadelphia's gotta be a freaking cheesesteak, right? Nope. It's not? Nope. Beef brisket meatball sandwich. Wow. Asiago stuffed brisket meatballs, gravy, right. parmesan cheese. Holy cow.
2: All right. So I went first last time. So what do you got on this one?
0: I gotta, I gotta scroll back up and see what's in Houston again. <laughs> I wish they all had pictures. Waffle fries, br- no, it, it's absolutely got to be the other one, whichever it was. Philadelphia, yeah, beef brisket meatball sandwich, man, hands okay. down on on that uh, one.
2: I'll come with you. I like waffle fries, but I, I, I feel, I, I feel this one, so I'm, I'm with you. Let's, yeah, let's that, keep that
0: it. seems, that seems like an easy one to me. All right, Philly, okay. submit, submit saved all right tennessee and buffalo so let's start up here with buffalo buffalo's got buffalo wings of course they're buffalo wings and uh who are they going against again tennessee Tennessee. i'd I'd forget my name if i didn't know my oh hot chicken sandwich all right we're going different options on this one aren't we b
2: I don't like anything that's really hot, so I think I might just come with you.
0: <laughs> I'm going with the hot chicken sandwich
2: okay that that was gonna be what I was gonna say. so oh I, all I right,
0: can, so hot chicken sandwich it is all right.
2: I'm gonna be fine with that.
0: so Tennessee the, the The chat was flipped on that one too. interesting.
2: oh, so Carolina and.
0: Uh, yeah, they were split old man. Wigum said, uh, Buffalo and, and Z dub said the chicken sandwich. Oh, so right.
2: Carolina. All right. Carolina, so Carolina Panthers. Carolina's the, in
0: trouble, I think, but we'll see.
2: The Carolina brisket Reuben. So brisket it is Reuben. Oh, Reuben with brisket.
0: Okay. Cincinnati has a Mac and cheese and bacon sandwich. It's like, it's like a grilled cheese mac and cheese with bacon. Like, I'm that's getting my vote, man. That's legit right there.
2: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Reuben forward just to see if the Ooh, chat wants it. All
0: right, chat. So we've got. I would eat.
2: I would eat both of these. So all right, we've got I'm, this I'm grilled cheese, grilled
0: mac and cheese with bacon. Or Carolina's got a brisket Reuben. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a like a Reuben. Not apologist. What's the word? Like, uh, I just like. A Reuben aficionado. That's not quite the word I want, but I like. I want a Reuben to be a fricking Reuben. Like it just like don't play around with my Reuben.
2: Are you so you're a Reuben purist? Is what that's you're the saying? word?
0: That's what I want. Yes, yes. It looks like Cincinnati comes through three to All one. Right. Cincinnati, big cool. time. Oh. Uh, Cincinnati. All who, right.
2: Who picked the Reuben?
0: Uh, Emily is on your side.
2: I was gonna say Emily is the you know, I saw I saw what you were cooking out there. So I, I can game respects game there.
0: Alright, Seattle and Washington. Seattle yes. is the colossal dog. What the fuck is that? It's a two foot <laughs> sausage topped with jalapeno, sour cream, queso, and green and blue tortilla chips all inside a loaf of French bread. A loaf of French
2: bread.
0: I just want to say I love hot dogs, but I'm almost guaranteed picking whatever Washington has at this point. Washington <laughs> has a that? crab cake BLT. Oh my God. I have to pick the sausage
2: because I don't like crab. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're picking the sausage.
1: Oh
0: my God. The sausage yeah. wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how is that possible?
2: Oh, God, I mean, it's amazing. almost
0: guaranteed to lose in round two, though.
2: I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh,
0: unless, the Chargers it, and the Steelers,
2: uh... all right. What do we got?
0: Los Angeles Chargers chicken tinga <laughs> nachos. Okay, so the nachos topped with green onions, black olives, chopped tomatoes, sour cream, pickled jalapenos, queso, and salsa matcha maca. Just salsa from Veracruz, Mexico. Nice. Uh, Who was the other one? Because I forgot already. Um, Pittsburgh. Steelers have the Emperor. Now, this is a burger. The Emperor Burger comes with shaved kielbasa, a fried egg, Swiss cheese, onion, bacon, sauerkraut, and Heinz Field secret sauce. B, you know how I am with my burgers, man.
2: I feel I, like you are a burger purist, though, too, right?
0: I just like burger. Like it has to be a good burger, though, not like that yeah. crap that the brewers were serving. So I'm, I, I'm going with mm. Pittsburgh. I mean, right, let's, well, let's, you know what? Let's let's like, like this is at a game, right? Yeah. Like burger at a game is not as good as nachos. I got to go with the nachos. I'm changing my oh, mind. Sure I'm going nachos.
2: Nachos. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, I got to go nachos.
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: By the way, the nachos are totally gonna kill that giant ass fucking stupid
1: <laughs> dog.
0: Yeah. Nice. Atlanta and Indianapolis. We're all the way to the top for Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. The fan first menu. This one almost loses automatically because it doesn't really tell you what it is.
2: It's basically like the discount menu. Yeah, like it, it is. Like old school, like if if you, you want to get it. You can get a salad for $3 If or you want to save though.
0: money, like, yeah, that's pretty much automatically a loss in my mind. I mean, Indianapolis, oh. before I open, before I go down there, Indianapolis has to really, really, really screw this up to not win. I'm just going to say that.
2: Um, Buffalo chicken tachos, so
0: okay. done, done. Bu- Indianapolis, 100%. Sure,
2: let's do it. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll lose, come on. It'll lose for me later, but that's, yeah, I know. that's future Brian's problem.
0: All right. Indianapolis is moving on. We got the Vikings and the Browns.
2: All right. So the Browns have uh, is that it's potato skins with monster
0: spli- potato skins.
2: Oh, and mushrooms and a bunch of stuff that I can't pronounce. So
0: <laughs> a bechamel sauce,
2: bechamel, green onions uh,
0: and potato skins. That's kind of legit. That's a cool football food, right? Like potato skins. Yeah. Let's see what they got over there in Minnesota. Fried Uh, chicken. chicken. That looks like really good fried chicken, man does. But here's the thing. This is at a football game. This shit is going to be all over me. It's going to be on my cheeks. It's going to be in my beard. It's going to be on my lap It's going to stain my shirt. And it's Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the potato skins. All right, let's do it. All right, potato skins. Browns, I agree, Wiggs. I think potato skins, that's a really cool, like, uh, audience or or whatever, like, uh, sporting event food. I think that's a really cool idea. The Raiders and the Broncos. Wow, we got an inner like, a division rival here. The Denver Broncos have the Federal Boulevard Burger with a Uh-oh, nod to, to the local and colorful street this burger is topped with pepper jack cheese and green chili chutney, okay? Interesting.
2: I'm it's not a little in love. Bit pared down, which makes it a little bit easier to eat, right? That's helpful. We said
0: the we said the Raiders, right?
2: Yes. Dude, this is done. Like, I don't care. Look will, at this I, fucking I burrito.
0: Well,
2: I will fight it's over. it's, it's, ca- it's
0: got to be the burrito, right?
2: look at that thing. It's already like, stop, stop. It's already dead. That's why they need, that's why they all need pictures.
1: All
0: right. This is, I'm going to save this one. Can we save this one? No, let's do it. I'm, I'm a little bit scared that we're going to lose this to the fucking bears.
2: All right. So the bears, I will read you what they have. Bears chili. So apparently it's chili.
0: And then our Packers have brought in a blanket.
2: Also done. Brought in a blanket. Brought
0: wrapped by melted cheese curds topped with beer mustard and a pretzel bun. What? Where have you been my whole life?
2: (laughs) Oh, it's so good.
0: Uh, Sorry if you're listening, Jeff, the Bears lose again. All right, we got Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. So let's start with Jacksonville right, right here.
2: Either of them have quarterbacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jacksonville has street tacos. Two beef or chicken tacos topped with sweet onion, cilantro, queso fresco, and fresh limes. Ooh, you're killing me,
1: Tampa. Killing
0: Uh, me. Which one was that? That was Jacksonville. And now we need Tampa, right? Yep.
1: Tampa. Which
2: with the plantain chips. Oh so, as if as if the Cuban's not enough, they give you plantain chips? The, what? Cub-
0: the Cuban's enough. Yeah. Cuban, Cuban is enough.
2: Cuban might Cuban might run the table with we the had a, We had a
0: couple chip. of Florida teams. I didn't even notice that. So now we got uh the two the two teams that didn't make the Super Bowl, Kansas City and San Francisco.
2: Oh, we're doing rice-a-roni?
0: Apparently. <laughs> Uh, Kansas right, so City okay. has the Arrowhead Barbecue Stack. Cooked brisket, corn, sweet potatoes, cheese sauce, and waffle fries. And uh, who are they playing? San Francisco?
2: San Francisco, which is Chicken Guy. Which is...
0: Chicken Guy. Or chicken. Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy serves some of the best fried chicken.
2: I'm going to go with the stack. The stack sounded delicious because you got the waffle fries, you got... Like, there's a lot in there that sounds delicious to me.
0: I'm going with a stack just because San Francisco had the audacity to not have rice <laughs> Detroit
2: not and the New
0: York up. Giants.
2: All right. So Detroit Lions have the Sims Barbecue. So it looks like Dude. we got a barbecue cold pork sandwich.
0: All right. It's got bologna
2: bologna what's
0: it got a slice of bologna hot link and your choice of pulled pork or chopped brisket. Interesting.
2: Okay, that's I mean, that's it's a it's
0: choice It's Billy Sims. So it kind of wins automatically in my mind. But uh, let's go see what the Giants got going on. New York Giants and Jets. So oh, they share one it is bacon on a stick roasted hand cut slab of bacon on a stick with a jalapeno maple drizzle. Simple is sometimes the best way to go. Well, that is correct. Unless, unless, unless you are going up against barbecue, then you can take your stick and shove it. I'm going New York, B. What do you think?
2: You just said you're going New York. You're going with Detroit. Oh yeah,
0: no, I'm going Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Bacon on a stick. Emily's a big fan. What are you doing? Are you doing Detroit, B?
2: I'm going with. Yeah, I'm going with Detroit.
0: Okay. We've been on the same page for most of these. It'll get interesting after we get done with the first round. Arizona, New Orleans. Orleans. Do you want to read New Orleans? I'll get Arizona.
2: All right. Holy so shit. New Orleans Saints have alligator sausage po'boy with Creole mustard. It says the dish is Louisiana in every bite.
0: Alligator sausage po' boy with Creole mustard. Interesting. That is up against the twenty-two-inch one-pound all beef hot dog called the fourth and long.
2: Yeah, like this is how we started this entire random rankings, because you were like, <laughs> What? I'm in.
0: <laughs> Old man Wigum says, Arizona, I don't even care what New Orleans is. I'm I'm yep. voting for the alligator. Ooh. I'm voting We're for going for the, the
2: fourth and long. We're going fourth and long.
0: All right. We need, we need uh, chat to chime in. We already, we already got wigs on Arizona. Wiggs is all about that 22 inch slab of meat that he likes. It does look pretty good, but man, that's a lot of goddamn food.
2: I mean, it's not a whole thing like the
0: Seattle one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. We got a split vote. And it looks like New Orleans is winning.
2: Okay.
0: Emily and Z Dubs took New Orleans to the promised land.
2: Okay. See you.
0: I'm I'm intrigued by the alligator sausage. That intrigues me. All right. Baltimore and the Jets. We know the Jets is bacon on a stick. Bacon. So do we just automatically move Baltimore and their Ooh! I'm going bacon on a stick, baby. Uh oh. Baltimore, right? They've got crab tots. Tater tots topped with crab dip, crab meat, green onions, and tomatoes. Like, if I liked crab, that sounds amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be go. fair, I've
0: never actually tried crab. So I don't know that I don't like it, but I don't really like seafood much.
2: Let's go with the bacon because every time we used to go to Brew Pub, not named because it's not a spot for, <laughs> well, we used to uh, get uh, the, the bacon, bacon. Yeah. It was yeah, the pi- Dude, the, bacon, the pine of bacon. We need so, to go back and if, get some of that. Yeah, brewpub not named wants <laughs> to uh, sponsor this podcast. I got you. <laughs> All right, so we took the bacon. What's next?
0: Uh, New England. New England has hot dogs and chili fries. Okay.
2: Okay. That's, That's very legit. Simple.
0: That's legit. And legit. then the L.A. Rams, Super Bowl L.A. Rams.
2: So they they have the chicken nachos too. Do they? They share. Yeah. Oh,
0: they do chicken. Well, we already got the nachos one. So I think we go what was the other one Hot dogs and
1: chili fries? I'm going hot dogs and chili fries. Let's do it. All right. Oh, man, Wiggum is uh,
0: is losing a lot today. The pats. See you were right in that one. All right. Second round. Dallas Cowboys.
2: What do we want to try to like pound through this or what are your thoughts? Do we want to save it? Do we want to keep moving?
0: Uh, we're at an hour, eight. I think we just time? have to, we just have to do it quickly. I think is is the answer. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to move this over here. You guys have to just trust me when I tell you what we're, uh, what we're picking from. So we've got okay. Dallas and Philadelphia. So as a reminder, Dallas is the, uh, cheesesteak, not the cheesecake, the cheese steak. And Philadelphia. We were all really big fans of it. I don't remember what it was.
2: Br- Phil- Beef, brisket, meatball sandwich, which is moving on.
0: Yep, that's moving on. So Philadelphia moves
2: on. I feel like whatever we select, we should try to make for the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Tennessee.
2: Well, our, our friend old man Wiggum is over there like, too much food, too much food. <laughs> All <laughs> right,
0: so I'm pretty sure Tennessee is not moving on. They've got the hot chicken sandwich, and they are going up against Joe Burra and his macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese with bacon.
2: Mac and
0: cheese, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so next we got that Seattle Seahawks monstrosity versus Which looks the, delicious and the Chargers uh, chicken
1: taco. Chicken, ta- chicken nachos. Chicken. I'm going nachos. Yeah,
2: let's go to the nachos. Let's do it.
1: Pat's
0: and Philly. All right, so then we've got. The Colts and the Browns, and I don't remember what they had. Indianapolis is the Buffalo Chicken Tachos, which B um,
2: is voting Browns, against. Browns with the tater skins, so we're going with tater the, skins. Uh... Yeah. Yep, we're going tater skins. All
1: right, so
0: so we don't have to keep looking them up. Why don't we just do these two real quick? So Cincinnati was the mac and cheese with yep. bacon, and the Eagles was the meatballs. I I I think Joe Burrow ends his run. I gotta go Philly on this
2: so you got beef meatballs with gravy parmesan yeah i think you're right so it's, like you, especially again we're talking at a stadium mac and cheese at a stadium isn't going to be as delicious as you think it's going to be true. Like it's going to be dry and,
0: like, and yeah. yeah all right so we've got the chargers with their chicken nachos and we got the browns with their tater skins Ooh.
2: i think i'm going with the nacho still
0: I'm going Tata Skins. I'm shaking right. it up. I'm shaking right. it up. Chat. Chat, we've got the chicken. I don't remember what. The, some chicken nachos. And then we've got the Trey Monster Potato Skins. I agree a lot, but I lose every split. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Browns. All right, we got one vote for the Tata Skins. We'll give it about 15 seconds because there's about a seven second delay according to Old Man Wiggum.
1: We got another vote for the Browns. I don't know if that's going to be overcome. So I'm going to very slowly
0: start to choose the Cleveland Browns. We got another vote for the Browns. So it is the potato skins moving on. Okay. So now we got the potato skins versus the, uh, what is it like the briskets? let me read it again, Philadelphia. Beef brisket meatball sandwich, Asiago stuffed brisket meatball, Sunday gravy, Parmesan cheese on a seeded roll.
1: Are you going with Philly on this one? I'm really torn.
0: So I think, you know, I've really been sticking with the keep in mind you're at a football game thing. Potatoes. But I can't do it. I got to go brisket. I, I can't do it. I got to go with that brisket, man. That just sounds too amazing. Browns win it all. Unfortunately, not. Old man Wiggum. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have the brat in a bun or in a rolled up cheese curd or some shit. And the Raiders have uh, this freaking
1: thing. I really want... Like Frat that. I gotta go with the Raiders, man. Oh, did we lose B? Oh shit, Chad, I think we lost B. He's frozen. And Wiggum says Green Bay. I, I it's really hard to vote against Green Bay, but look at that. I do not care what that thing is. Right. Do I have a message from B? No. Send him a quick message. Love me abroad.
0: No, I agree. I'm, I'm all in on brats. Dub says Raiders.
1: Up oh, there goes B. Get two pictures of the uh, this guy. All right. He's working on getting reconnected. We know that Philadelphia's in the final over here, even though you can't really see it. There it is. Philadelphia in the
0: finals. Oh, you can't see it anyway. Ah. So just as a reminder to kill some time, the Green Bay Packers had the brat in a blanket. It's a brat wrapped by melted cheese curds topped with beer, mustard, and a pretzel bun. And then you've got the Raiders that have this monstrosity. And you you
2: know we know we gotta go with that monstrosity. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I
2: came back just in time. We gotta get it. We gotta get it in. It's burn ends. Burn ends are delicious. I almost,
0: I almost picked for you. All right, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Kansas City has the barbecue stack, brisket, corn, sweet potatoes, cheese sauce, waffle fries. And Tampa Bay has the uh,
2: the Cuban with the plantain
0: chips. I'm still going Cuban. Yep. But it's in trouble against the the Raiders. Would you choose the Cuban or would you choose the Raiders Burnt End Stack?
2: Oh, it's so hard. It's hard. I'm I'm torn, right? Because again, you've kind of put it out there. Like, do you want to eat a burrito at a game? Or do you want to eat a sandwich and plantain chips? So I think I'm gonna let that sway me. I'm gonna go with the sandwich and plantain chips.
0: Alright, well, we got to t- toss it to the chat because I'm going with that burrito monstrosity. So chat, do you want that amazing looking burrito? Right there? Or do you want a Cuban sandwich and plantain chips? Cuban sandwiches are freaking amazing. They are. Like one of my favorite. Now I want a Cuban sandwich. We got one vote for the burrito. God, look at that thing!
1: Look at all the stuff in there.
0: My God! All right, I'm slowly going to start to add the burrito.
1: Oh, we got a Cuban vote. See if Z Dubs is going to chime in. Otherwise, we'll get the old randomizer ready. Z Dub says burrito.
2: All right. I'll that was a close
0: it. one. It was a close one. It, it hurts me to vote against the Cuban. I'll tell you that because I love me a Cuban yeah. sandwich. Detroit versus New Orleans. So we'll start with New Orleans because it's closer here. New Orleans had the alligator sausage. bow boy. And Detroit had the Billy Sims barbecue. That's New Orleans all day for me.
2: Oh no, Billy Sims barbecue.
0: Is that what your pick? Yep. All right, chat. You're at it again. The Billy Sims bologna and sausage and, uh, chopped up meat
1: barbecue or the alligator sausage po' boy. What do you think y'all? Both sound great. I agree. I need to get a countdown timer. Bing, bing, bing. <coughs> Detroit has a vote. All right. Five seconds, y'all. And sold. Detroit moves
0: on. Billy Sims Barbecue.
2: Billy Sims get it. We
0: got the Jets and the Pats, and I think this is an easy one, right? If I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, because the Jets were like the bacon, whatever.
0: Yeah, the bacon on a stick or hot dogs and chili fries. I'm going with the chili fries and the dog.
2: Hot dogs and chili fries. Let's do it.
0: All right. So New England moves on. So we got the hot dogs and the chili fries versus the barbecue.
1: Uh, what do you think, B? Um, barbecue. I'm good with barbecue.
0: And that gives us a barbecue versus that giant burrito. I am going with the burrito.
2: Burrito. Yes, the giant burrito. All
0: right. So we are on to the final. We have the Las Vegas burrito right here. Burnt end burrito against the philadelphia beef brisket meatball sandwich this is all right this is tough
2: so now now that the burrito has made it to the finals i'm going burrito right like the burrito is just delicious like i tried to be contrarian and say well is it going to be hard to eat this burrito sure whatever but i'm going with the burrito let's bring it you know the people I, wanted it. I'm giving it to the people.
0: I really hate to leave it up to chat, but I'm choosing the beef brisket meatball sandwich. All right. You've already got one vote. Nick is all in on the burrito. Oh, oh okay. man Wiggum is in on the burrito. It might be it might be burrito time.
1: I need I need dubs and Emily on my side to have a chance. And Z-Dubs comes in for the burrito. And there you have it, ladies and
0: gentlemen. It is the Las Vegas Raiders Burnt Ends Burrito that wins the day. Well done. Oh, Emily was in. Everybody was in on the burrito, which I'm okay (laughs) with because I'm pretty sure I was on the burrito the entire way through. So I am not going to complain about
2: that. Yeah, like I went contrarian when I picked the plantain chips because those are delicious and I love them. That's fair. But I'm totally on board with this burrito as well.
0: That's fair. All right, we're running really long, so I'm going to go and hand it over to B. Let us know what
2: your extra point is, bud. So unfortunately for you all, because we are running really long, this is like the one week that I actually have an extra point. (laughs) So congratulations, But. February is the start of Black History Month, and there was a string of tweets today by an individual named Clint Smith that I saw, and it really resonated with me, especially given some of the things that we've talked about on this wheel and on this podcast and in our own personal conversations, and I wanted to share some of that with you here. So Clint Smith says, Black History Month is a time where educators should take seriously the history of violence and oppression that has been done to black people, but also make clear that black life is not singularly defined by that violence. The story of black life is far more expansive than that. Sometimes, people think of Black history only in terms of the trauma that Black folks have experienced, but what is also important is telling the story of what Black folks have achieved, created, and overcome in spite of that. Both parts of the story should be told together. It's directly important to name the history of state-sanctioned and interpersonal violence that Black folks have been subject to because to not do so allows for a story of the this country to be told that isn't true, and it allows for the creation of harmful and disingenuous myth-making. In the midst of moments where school boards and state legislatures are attempting to prevent aspects of black history from being taught, it is more important than ever that educators be honest about the histories of slavery and Jim Crow and of colonialism abroad. Now, this individual goes into talking about their personal journey, and how you know, important it was to them to learn about slavery and Jim Crow and these things and to be able to put a name and a face and a, you know, perspective to these things that this child was impacted by and his family and all of these things. And I thought that this was really important because, you know, we focus on the traumas, but we also need to focus on the successes. And I think one of the tweets, and this was a really long <laughs> tweet string, right? But what I think that was very important is this part. Telling the story of black life is not an either or, it's a story of both and. It's essential to hold and lean into the complexity. Black history is full of moments of pain, trauma, and violence, but also moments of triumph, perseverance, and courage. Black history is not just the story of individuals who did exceptional things, it is the story of ordinary, everyday people who have carved out meaning, purpose and joy in their lives despite conditions that may have attempted to strip them of those things now as those of you who know me know and i've said this on my podcast before i identify as black i am a mixed race person but i definitely identify as black and i also understand my privilege in that because people look at me and they don't think that i am black right but like reading stuff like this really hits home for me because i want all individuals who identify as black to be able to celebrate the good of their history and to also be able to understand the challenge and the trauma of the history of black individuals because without that duality you know we are really stripping individuals of all of those things that make them who they are and allow them to achieve what they can achieve. So I thought that this was really important and it was not something that I looked for. It was something that somebody put into my timeline today, but I was really thankful that I saw it because it's something that continues to make me mindful of being a person who's out here advocating for these things, because as we talked about on this wheel, we've got six other topics of, oh, you know, you can't say this, we can't do that. And we need to push back on that because it's not just about what one type of person in the majority thinks.
0: Nice. Thanks for that B. so I I I know we're running long, I'm not gonna say a whole lot of stuff. And and I don't really know that I can follow up what B said there. But here's what I will say. Um, It's Black History Month. So go support some Black individuals, black creators, um, black artists, um, black musicians. Uh, y- you guys come and hang out and support me, which I am eternally grateful for, and Brian as well for the podcast. Um, go find some other streamers. I'm going to put a link to one in, in, in the chat right here. This is a guy that I follow. Um, I watch his streams fairly frequently. Um, follow him on Twitter very positive environment. Dude is out there rapping while he's playing games, like freestyle and it's pretty amazing. If you find his Twitch stream or his uh Twitter feed, he's got a bunch of clips there. It's just one individual that you can go and, you know, show some love to this month. Um any month, every month, right? Like we should always be supporting everybody and all these people of color who who you know have untold and and, and unimaginable struggles that they go through, Um, but especially this month. So that's my one quick thing that I'm going to throw out there. And uh, let's not just use this as a a one-time only month of, hey, you know what, this month we're going to think about Black people and whatever. Like, clearly that's not what we do on this podcast. I would be shocked if anybody out there that watches this uh, falls into that camp, Uh, because if you do, you probably wouldn't be here. And with that, I'm going to hand it back over to B to close us out
2: all right well thank you for joining us today if you'd like to find us or give us feedback you can find Skonzi on amazon sidewalk you can also find him on twitter at Skonzi. you can find me on twitter at landmark mke you can find the podcast on youtube you know click the bell follow Skonzi. you know we got the podcast here on tuesday nights he's got streaming stuff on wednesdays and thursdays for you you can find us in your favorite podcast app and we random and you can find the Packers special team coordinator maurice Stream. <laughs> looking for a job now we don't want to celebrate people losing their job obviously because that's not a great thing but we are all about accountability culture and when you say that it is fixed and it is not fixed they are going to fix it for you so and you're going to end up as the clip
0: for our podcast
2: that's going to end up as the clip
0: (laughs) no it was last week
2: oh yes 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 so (laughs) you know until next time i'm landmark that's Gonzi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our lives. We're grateful to be a part of yours. And we are looking forward to bringing you more positive content next week. And then we'll get mad online because that's our brand.
0: <laughs> for now. <laughs> Bye.
2: <everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.